Hello, ako si Judas Cavillan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rapper Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rapper's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang latest situation sa West Philippine Sea, lalo na't may presensya roon ng Chinese vessels. Bakit pa nandaon ang mga barkong ito? Ano ang dapat gawin ng gobyerno tungkol dito? Kasama ko ngayon sila Raptor Reporters Sofia Tomacruz at Jairo Boliedo para pag-usapan ang bawat sulok ng isyong ito. Hi Sofia and Jairo, thank you for joining me today. Hi Judas, thank you Hi, for Judas. having us. Thank you for so, having us. So for my first question, para to kay Jairo na first time sa podcast na to bilang bagong hmm. reporter for Raptor. <laughs> Jairo, yes. can, you, ay, ka <laughs> Jairo, can you tell us uh, what happened here? Ano ang alam natin tungkol sa kung paano nagsimula itong latest na gulo or issue sa West Philippine Sea? Kailan ba dumating itong mga Chinese vessels na ito? Pari yung first report was recorded noong March 21 by the National Task Force for the West Philippine Sea. Base sa kanila, March 21, nakatanggap sila ng report sa Philippine Coast Guard na noong March 7, bali two weeks ago, ay nakakita sila ng around 220 na Chinese vessels doon sa Julian Felipe Reef. So yung Julian Felipe Reef, located sa west ng Bataraza Town sa Palawan. And then the day after, mismong AFP Chief of Staff, si General Cirilito Sobihana, yung nag-confirm nga na existing nga talaga yung mga Chinese vessels doon at nag-conduct sila agad ng aerial and maritime patrols. And March 23, bali, halos ilang araw na rin yung nakalipas mula nung una silang unang makita ng Coast Guard yung Chinese ships, ay nakapagtala pa rin yung AFP ng 183. And then nagulat na lang tayo na on April 13, naglabas yung, ng statement yung National Task Force for the West Philippine Sea na 261 pa raw yung natitirang Chinese vessels dito. At hindi na lang sila, kumbaga, ordinaryong Chinese maritime militia vessels. Sa firm nila, may Coast Guard pa rin, may Chinese Coast Guard ships pa rin, and merong Chinese Navy ships pa rin doon sa ating West Philippine Sea. So, doon, iyon yung complete timeline so far nung netong issue natin sa continuous Chinese incursion dito sa katubigan natin. That's a concerning number, no? Marami nagkasabi at na-mention mo kanina na sabi nila ay Chinese militia daw ito. Uh, meron mm-hmm. ba ang katotohanan ito? And ano ba ang Chinese militia? Ano yung dapat natin malaman tungkol dito sa concept or arm ito ng Chinese uh, military? Tinan na initially ng Chinese na hindi nga daw ito Chinese militia. Parang ordinary yung mga mangingisda lang daw ito. Actually, it's half-truth. Kasi, in fact, base dun sa pag-aaral ng mga experts natin dito sa Pilipinas at sa abroad, yung mga Chinese maritime militia o yung mga miyembro nitong CMM na tinatawag ay actually fishermen naman talaga. However, itong mga fishermen na ito ay hindi sila ordinaryong mangisda kasi by night or on special occasions ay nagiging parang additional force sila ng China. Bali kasi yung China has a unique unique sea force. Isa sila sa pinakamakapangyarihan at pinakamalaking sea force sa buong Indo-Pacific region. So bali meron silang tatlong sea force, yung Coast Guard nila, yung Navy nila, and then itong Chinese Maritime Militia. Ang nakakatakot lang na part dito, yung Chinese government ay dinedenay na nag-exist itong Chinese Maritime Militia kasi medyo kakaiba kasi yung ginagawa nila ng tactics doon sa pagkuha nila ng mga territories. So delikado itong Chinese Maritime Militia dahil base sa pag-aaral at sa observation na rin ng US Department of State at ng ilang mga experts natin dito sa Pilipinas at sa Southeast Asia ay sinasabi nila, lahat sila ay sinasabi na ang tactic ng China sa pag 
kamkam ng mga teritoryo ay ipapadala nila muna yung kanilang mga Chinese maritime militia. Dahil nga ito ay mga mangisda. So ibig sabihin, kahit magstay sila doon, dahil nga ang notion ay mangisda sila, so parang walang heightened tension na magaganap. So parang hindi-isipin ng mga tao doon sa paligid or doon sa teritoryo na sasakupin nila yung lugar. And then kapag feeling nila okay na sila doon, and then isaswarm nila ng sunod-sunod yon So from few numbers lang ng Chinese Maritime Militia, dadagdag siya ng dadagdag. Mm-hmm. And sa kanila papadala yung Chinese Coast Guard and then yung Navy. Ang different, ang, ang unique part din dito sa Chinese Militia ay kahit sabihing fisherman sila, pinagre-report sila directly under nitong Chinese Armed Force Navy. So oh. ganun yung style ng Chinese Maritime Militia. So in the context of what's happening sa West Philippine Sea, bakit pa to dangerous siguro in the context of if vis-a-vis mo sa meron tayong sa forces natin sa Coast Guard and Navy, bakit dangerous itong pagkakaroon ng Chinese militia sa teritoryo natin? Base dun sa mga reports na ginawa natin, no? una yung danger na pinupost niya ay basically potential parang Scarborough Shoal or parang another... Chinese occupation na naman sa islands natin. Kasi katulad nga ng mga ginawa ng China sa iba't ibang mga territories sa South China Sea, ay ganito nga yung strategy nila. Papadala mo nila yung CMM and then isaswarm nila yon At kapag overwhelm yung isang bansa o isang teritoryo, ay maangkin na nila dahil majority na ng force nila ay nandoon. Pangalawang danger na, na maaaring idulot nitong continuous swarming nitong Chinese maritime militia at iba pang mga Chinese ships ay yung tinatawag ng mga eksperto na pag pagbagsak ng fishing industry or pag-collapse ng fishing industry. Kasi base sa data mismo ng National Task Force for the West Philippine Sea, around 1,000 kilograms ng isda yung nakayang kunin ng isang Chinese maritime vessel. Ibig sabihin, kung meron tayong 240 doon sa lugar sa kasalukuyan or 261, ibig sabihin sa loob ng isang araw, 261,000 kilos ng isda yung nakukuha ng mga vessels na ito. At maanin itong sirain at mawalan ng makaapekto direkta sa hanap buhay at pamumuhay ng mga mangi isda natin. Dahil alam naman natin na ilang bilyong din Pilipinang umaasa sa agriculture. So ito yung pinakadalawang negative effect na maaaring i-post nitong Chinese occupation. Aside pa doon sa regular na harassment nila sa Filipino fishermen and doon sa mga scientists na nagkakonduct ng research doon sa waters. So thank you so much, Zyro, for giving us like a, a rundown on ano nangyayari sa West Philippine Sea ngayon and yung background and concept ng Chinese Maritime Militia. Kasi baka maraming may hindi alam kung ano yung ginagawa nila. So, Sophia, you covered the issues sa West Philippine Sea for so long already. Ilang aggressions na rin yung naabutan mo, ilang diplomatic protests filed na rin. So, when you heard about this latest numbers ng Chinese vessels, 200 plus daw sa West Philippine Sea, ano yung unang pumasok sa isip mo? Right, Jadez. So, actually at first, medyo surprised ako. Hindi naman dahil ang daming ships na sa West Philippine Sea, pero more because naging vocal yung National Task Force for the West Philippine Sea. Kasi kung naalala mo, di ba, over the years, hindi naman sila sobrang vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, you hear of the work that they do every now and then, or mas behind the scenes sila, every now and then lang sila magpa-presscon or, or mag-update ng situation sa West Philippine Sea. So, more than the ships actually, which is a sad thing too, that it's a story that we've heard before. These ships swarming different maritime features in the West Philippine Sea. What was also surprising 
was yun nga, the national task force being vocal although of course it's a well it's a very much a welcome development yeah. kasi kailangan talaga na may public pushback and that, that people are aware of what's happening and hindi mawawala yung attention sa sa West Philippine Sea mm-hmm. at the same time when it comes to yung presence ng ships first in Julian Felipe Reef i had asked a lot of observers how to see observers kung ano yung assessment nila doon no because we know of other features right like Scarborough Shoal for example Pagasa Island yung Julian Felipe Reef para ngayon lang naging sobrang part ng headlines mm-hmm. so but apparently chinese ships had already been massing in Julian Felipe Reef since last year and while they had been there in the past usually yung numbers nila mga dozens lang never hundreds so Unlike this year, na I mean, ang grabe talaga ng numbers nila. Over 200, right, Jairo, sa, sa Julian Felipe Reef initially. 220, if I remember correctly. Pero some of the experts I was talking to were saying, Greg Poling, for instance, of the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington, D.C. So sila yung nagmamonitor din ng um, Southeast Asia through their Asian Maritime Transparency Initiative. They were saying that Perhaps one reason why Whitson Reef or Julian Felipe Reef, yung preferred anchorage ng Chinese boats ngayon, is because malaki siyang reef for one. And uh-huh. may, parang may malapit na Chinese bases sa uh, Houston Johnson. And so that could be one reason. So initially, yun nga, parang hindi siya surprising yung presence ng Chinese boats in general in the West Philippine Sea. Although dapat talaga na i-report yun palagi ng national task force and at the same time it's a good and it's a good development that naging vocal sila recently what do you think made them parang act fast on this kasi uh, i remember before whenever merong presence ng ganyan nakukuha natin sa mga parang mga international observers no yung mga photos doon pero this time sa task force natin nakuha yung mga first pictures mm-hmm. i remember that was late night no so what prompted them kaya Yeah, thanks for bringing up that question. Because come to think of it, on the one hand, it's a story we've heard before, no? Na may mga Chinese ships sa West Philippine Sea, but at the same time, and while it's a, like I said, well, it's a story we've heard before. In in one sense, hindi siya surprising. Alarming parin siya. So just because nangyari na yun dante, or precisely because nangyari na yun dante, alarming talaga siya because it just shows that. China really wants to ensure de facto control of the waters in the West Philippine Sea and specifically sa Union Banks kasi well dun yung Julian Felipe Reef and other maritime features that they're swarming now. So in the same the same way that they've done that sa Scarborough Shoals, sa Yungin, Pag-asa and other countries maritime exclusive economic zones, ginagawa nila yun sa Union Banks and I think that's what prompted Perhaps that's what prompted the National Task Force to publicly call them out about it. Because sobrana eh, as in, kung yung Scarborough Shoal, pag-asa island, lahat na lang ng mga maritime features, me Chinese vessels present nearby, and those things should have been a tipping point before. Baka I mean, naging tipping point naman itong current issue, yung of the ships first being seen sa Julian Felipe Reef. Yeah. And where would you place this, Siguro, among the aggressions na 
you've covered, you've witnessed sa West Philippine Sea. Is this a new high or parang average or at par? Mm, I would say it's a new high in the sense na I think safe to say naman na nararamdaman talaga ng mga tao yung public pushback this time from the, hmm. the government, whether it be sa defense side, sa DND, AFP, yeah. Navy, or sa, sa diplomatic side, sa DFA. And the exchange with the Chinese ambassador here uh, and other countries chiming in as well on the issue. So in one sense, let's say it's a diplomatic sense, I think new high siya. Dahil nga, before this, there had been not a lot of noise on the South China Sea issue or the West Philippine Sea for that matter. So it prompted countries to speak up again, which is mm. good. And at the same time, it prompted the the DFA to act and tell tell the public no, what they were doing, what their actions were. In another sense, though, kung, um, if it's a new high, let's say, sa presence of Chinese vessels mismo, I'm not sure if we can say that. Dahil nga, alam naman natin na hindi naman ito yung first time for, for vessels to be spotted. But it's the first time we're hearing the extent, let's say, of mm. that. Uh-oh. So, medyo nakakatakot na yung mga pangyayari considering na what Jairo mentioned kanina na yung numbers niya so far ay 200 plus na. And as you mentioned kanina, Sofia, na hindi lang ito yung vessels na present sa West Philippine Sea. Marami mga maritime features din na kontrolado or may presence yung China government or Chinese vessels. But before we dive further into this issue, let's listen to some rapper podcast overviews. Next time, huwag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Nako, Diyos ko. Yan ang di mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolusyon. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. Malino sa amin kung anong, anong terrorista eh. You say that the DOJ has a very clear concept of what a terrorist is, but it was also the DOJ who filed the prescription case. Well, I would like to think that that, would, that is a real, you know, that's a real lesson. Is there a risk, though, that we will never know the state of his health ever again? We can end up that way, in the same way that uh, the Supreme Court has rendered several constitutional provisions inert. How hopeful are you that this Supreme Court, under this administration, will exhibit a proactive attitude towards protecting human rights. What is before us is a Supreme Court that has overwhelmingly, for a few exceptions, one or two, in favor or on the side of the state power. A law that is not understood is a law that is easy to weaponize. I am Lian Wan, Rappler's Justice Reporter. Listen to Law of the Turtle Land podcast. And together with leading lawyers of the country, let's unpack the pressing legal issues and the Duterte government. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Judas Gavilan and we're here with Jairo Boliedo and Sofia Tomacruz. Pinag-uusapan natin ang recent incidents sa West Philippine Sea. Jairo, can you tell us or give us a rundown? 
How did state forces, particularly the Department of National Defense, react over this development sa West Philippine Sea? Yung Armed Forces of the Philippines, which is basically under the Department of National Defense, ay immediately naman ay nagpadala sila ng nagsagawa sila ng aerial and maritime patrols dun sa area which resulted nga in dun sa pag-confirm ng data na 183 pa yung nag exist na Chinese ships doon sa area as well as yung continuous patrols nila from the beginning na unang na-spot itong mga Chinese ships. On how they reacted, si Lorenzana, surprisingly, although this is my first time covering the defense, nagulat din ako na, katulad ng sabi kanina ni Sofia, ay parang medyo vocal siya about it and actually napansin natin for the past weeks na parang inward war siya na tinatawag with Chinese officials condemning this Chinese incursion. Tapos yung armed forces naman itself ay consistent naman sila sa pagsasagawa at pag-order nitong maritime patrols. Ang medyo weird lang na part dito sa kabuang Chinese incursion incident na latest ay nung nagkaroon na ng instant kung saan mer- meron tayong isang uh, Filipino TV crew na hinabol ng ships na may missile. Kasi doon natin nakita na parang hindi nag-jive yung mga statements ng mga military officials natin. Like for example, yung Department of National Defense ay kinukundin nila ito while yung AFP ay parang sabi nga nung ilan ay parang ginagaslight daw yung crew. On April 14, ay yung same journalist na uh, pinagalitan or parang ginasight ni military ay inawardan din nila mm. ng recognition doon sa kanyang contribution. So, For the past weeks naman, consistent naman yung pinagagawa nila except for this one na parang merong, medyo hindi consistent yung kanilang stance doon sa issue. Okay. And Sophia, can you give us like a gist of ano yung uh, reaction ng Philippine and Chinese governments tungkol dito? Or how would you describe yung mga sinasabi nila? Hostile ba? Still d- diplomatic? I would say expected naman siya. Dahil yun naman yung messaging nila ever since, no, na let's go through some of the lines that they said. No such thing as maritime militia. We've heard that before, although like Jairo mentioned sa start ng podcast, alam naman natin na hindi totoo yun, na may hmm. maritime militia naman talaga. And then they said that the vessels are there because nagsishelter sila, seeking shelter from rough sea conditions, which was... To be expected kasi yun yung parang staple line. Although we know of course na hindi yun yung reality at sea. And that the weather was fine when the task force did its sovereignty patrols. And the Coast Guard also did its own patrols. And later on sa Chinese Foreign Ministry mismo, sinabi ng spokesperson that of course the Philippines and China are handling it bilaterally. Kasi yung, we know also that the last thing that China wants is na, maging, na magsa-step in din or magsa-chime in yung mga other countries, particularly countries outside the region. Ayaw nila na ma-internationalize yung South China Sea issue. So they said that China and Philippines are handling the, the issue bilaterally and that they also called on the Philippines to quote-unquote stop the wanton hype up of the issue. And of course, we know din no, na yung mga more recent exchanges nila naging controversial dahil yung Chinese embassy dito. Ano yung sinabi nila, Jairo? They characterize Lorenzana's statements as unprofessional when he was calling on them to immediately withdraw from the area and calling them out also for not abiding by own clause, which is the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. 
So, in a way, to be expected, pero yun doesn't make that any doesn't make it right, de ba? And tamarin lang na na call out sila don at dinanay yung mga ilang pieces of information sa statement nila trying to claim ownership of Julian Felipe Reef of uh-huh. saying traditional fishing grounds. So, characterize you, you ask. Uh-huh. Expected to be expected um, in line with the messaging that they have always um, used in, when it comes to the issue. But in terms of the Philippines' reaction, let's say, we can say na, of course, like I mentioned earlier, bagong, ito yung parang renewed push to publicly call out China's aggressive behavior in the area. Okay. And Foreign Secretary Teodoro Luxin Jr. said that he will file daily diplomatic protests. Ang ingay niya sa Twitter, parang medyo ang aggressive niya. Pero I know we talk about diplomatic protests before in our in a previous podcast, Sofia. Pero itong daily diplomatic protests in the context of medyo intense yung world war between the two governments, what effect can this do? Ano yung pwedeng impact nito? Right. So, yung daily diplomatic protests... Pero before we get, actually, before we get to the daily diplomatic protest, mag-rewind tayo muna ng konti sa, to the last week of March, no? Nung naging issue yung Julian Felipe Reef and the Chinese ships that were found there. Kasi after the task force made a statement about it, the DFA filed a protest, diba? So what are the actions that came after that? And then we saw that the, the U.S. released a statement. They called out... China also expressed concern on the presence of the ships and also its maritime militia, again, acknowledging that um, it does exist and saying that they would stand by the Philippines, who, I mean, because we're also their oldest ally in, in Asia. And so after the U.S. did that, other countries also chimed in the on the issue, Japan, Canada, Australia, European Union, um, mga statements in France, UK and several other countries. So that of course and of course the repeated public calls for China to vacate the area. And when we talk about daily diplomatic protests kasi yun yung last or yun yung latest action nila. The DFA mentioned that they would file daily diplomatic protests so long as um ships remain in Julian Felipe Reef. We see the impact of that in the dwindling numbers of ships that were found in the reef. Yun lang. Nag-scatter um, <laughs> sila sa ibang maritime zones in the West Philippine Sea. So, on the one hand, we see na may effect on the ground, yung diplomatic protests, and when you're public about it, when you name and shame the aggressive behavior that is being done in your own territory, you see that there's impact on that on the ground because from 220 ships, nine ships were left in Julian Felipe Reef. I think if it were another period, maybe another time, maybe a few years ago, nung wala pang, hindi masyadong public yung pushback or sustain that the matter for that pushback. I don't know if you would see the same scenario that the 220 would go down to nine. But yun nga, like I was saying, kumalat naman sila sa ibang maritime zones and maritime features in the West Philippines. Yeah. But that being said, If you look at how it changed China's behavior and how other countries chimed in the moment the coastal state or here the Philippines spoke up, I think if you put if you observe those actions together, if you put those actions together, it's a considerable pushback because it deters China from occupying or 
or de facto controlling those waters because it lets them know that the Philippines isn't going to idly sit by and and just accept or take whatever it is being done there when it's clearly illegal. Mm-hmm. And it prompts other countries to also back what is legally right. And, and in this case, and many cases before, right, our experts have always said that the Philippines has the rule of law on its side and we also have the Hague ruling at the back us up. So when we talk about daily diplomatic protests, the effect that this can do is yung sustain, must sustain yung pushback. And I think that's really important and crucial now. Other than the fact that if file yung protest, sustain siya. Kasi mm-hmm. it spurs that, that kind of action. Yep. Jairo, ano yung alam natin tungkol sa next moves or planned moves ng DND tungkol dito? And do you think sapat itong mga balak nilang gawin? Actually, ang ginagawa, ang ginagawa lang talaga ng Defense Department natin and ng military natin ay consistent and continuous ano lang, uh, patrols lang sa area and then nag-guard lang doon yung Coast Guard natin and then yung BFAR ships. So basically, ang ginagawa nila at ang gagawin nila for the coming days and weeks ay magsistay lang doon yung BFAR, yung uh, ships ng Bureau of Fishers and Aquatic Resources, same with the Philippine Coast Guard. Kasi base doon kasi sa international treaties, hindi kasi pwede maglagay ng gray ships or warships or parang military ships sa area kasi it will basically considered as parang provocation or military provocation doon sa area. So for the meantime, actually hindi meantime eh, magsistay talaga doon yung Coast Guard and yung Bureau of Fishers and Aquatic Resources. However, yung Navy vessels natin, actually lima lang siya. Surprisingly, lima lang yung pinadala natin sa area. Tutulong sila sa pagpapatrol, pero hindi sila mag- masa-station doon. Dahil makakonsider ngayon na military provocation. Pero nakakatuwa lang dito na nakakalungkot ay sa laki ng West Philippine Sea, kinailangan mag-focus nung military natin sa area kung saan mas maraming, mas concentrated yung mga disputed territories, katulad na lang sa Palawan. So for now, nakatutok yung military natin sa Western Command, sa Palawan area. At ang weird part dito ay yung Palawan territory kasi na under ng Western Command ay nasa 490 square kilometers yung laki nito. At sa laki nun, at lima lang yung vessels natin, ay inaabot daw ng sampung araw para maikot yun ng military natin. So ibig sabihin, kung babantayan nila yon ay... Probably, nakikita natin sa data na binigay nila mismo ay parang hindi din siya maging efficient sa kasalukuyan. At the same time, yung aerial assets naman natin na medyo inaasahan din ng natin ng konti, hindi din siya super reliable dahil hindi din sila ganun karami kaya inaapod din ng limang oras yung isang patrol nila. So, ito yung mga kasalukuyang gagawin at ginagawa nung defense and military natin regarding yeah. the issue. Sophia, of course, hindi naman option going to war with China against China. So parang ang nakikita ko route na pinaka-possible na gawa nila is yung through the diplomatic route nga talaga. So in dealing with the, the Chinese government regarding the situation, and we know naman siguro how the Duterte, uh, Duterte himself parang approaches issues anything related to China. Ano yung dapat i-consider ng Philippine government when it comes to dealing with this with Chinese government na they're very uh, aggressive, very parang gaslight, nag-gaslight din sila. So parang taking into context yung the way Duterte approaches any issues related to China. I think at this point in time, yung kailangan ni consider ay yung pagiging consistent and then at the same time, consistent with the actions that are already being done. So 
whether that be continuing yung mga sovereignty patrols, ng task force, coordinating with other concerned bodies, let's say uh, Navy, Coast Guard, and at the same time also continuing to file the, the daily diplomatic protests like they said they would as so long as ships were in Philippine waters. Aside from being consistent, I think kailangan rin consider yung next steps. Because if anything, this incident shows that China really isn't going to stop. For years, they have been in Philippine waters. We know that because yun rin yung kwenta ng mga fisher folk who go out into the West Philippine Sea and fish and, and make a living there. We know that because we've seen China also build up bases and maritime features in our own waters. So this is just the latest in all of those in a series of aggressive actions. And so alam naman natin by now na they're not going to stop. And so we need to think also about our next steps. While it's good now to be filing diplomatic protests consistently and then nasamanin yung Chinese ambassador to the DFA, which is normal. It's part of the of the actions that a country can take. Ano yung next steps? I remember Justice Scarpio was saying that while he supported the filing of protests, there comes a point where you can't just keep filing protests after protests after protests without thinking of you know, what comes next. Mm-hmm. And for him, at least, let's say if we're talking about concrete things, for him, yung next step should be gathering evidence and building up a case to file another, you know, to file another case against China over their their actions in the in the West Philippine Sea. And at the same time, I remember over the years, Carpio also gave so many suggestions on what the Philippines can do with its neighbors, because while China is doing that, we could be cooperating with our neighbors to ensure that the rule of law is maintained in the South China Sea, whether it be working with each other to come up with agreements on delineating boundaries. Because lahat yun, all together, like we talk about, like we mentioned again, if you take all those actions together, it will make China the odd person out even more in this situation na sila lang talaga yung hindi nagsusunod sa, sa mga rules of the game let's say or or the rule of the the rule of law in the singa while the actions that are being taken now should be done consistently i think kailangan rin um consider yung next steps yep so for my last question this goes out for the both of you Jairo and Sofia what could be the worst case scenario in this situation ano nakikita niyo pinaka malalang pwedeng mangyari given the context that we are in para sa akin, yung worst case scenario dito ay katulad ng ibang nangyari dun sa territories natin na kinamkam ng China. So, Chinese occupation. Pero, sabi nga ng isang experts si Dr. Lin, isang naval expert from Singapore, sabi niya, ang nakakatakot na part dito ay parang hindi natakot yung China na masiwalat sila sa buong mundo dahil mas parang nag aggressive sila this time. So, yun yung nakakatakot na part na parang lumalakas yung culture of impunity for China na hindi na sila natatakot even with the existing uh, sanctions na maaaring ipatakot sa kanila ng international community. Well, same as Jairo, no? same concerns kung ano yung maging worst case scenario. But at the same time, taking off din from what he said na parang blatant na talaga, hindi na natatakot yung China to do anything in, in waters that are clearly not their own, let's say. I had me push back. I think isa pang worst case scenario is may mangyaring untoward incident, let's say, that takes place in Philippine waters or even any anywhere for that matter in the South China Sea. Kasi ang dami ng vessels nandun, 
whether it be Chinese maritime militia, other fishing vessels, Navy vessels, Coast Guard vessels. And like many experts and observers have been saying, the room for error becomes smaller and smaller. So just imagine if one day magkakaroon ng untoward incident, accident, and if it has the potential to escalate into something bigger. That would be the last thing that we want as well. Another, on the flip side of that, I think yung worst case scenario in my mind would be to see the public pushback stop mm-hmm. because we won the award in 2016. So it's been nearly five years since we won our landmark case against China. And in, in those five years up until now, we've been so silent. We haven't pushed back. We haven't asserted are right in our own waters. And now that we're publicly pushing back and starting to call out, those are just first steps. And I think that it would be very sad and very unfortunate if that stopped. Sobrang hmm, disheartening or nakakatakot yung mga last words ninyo tungkol sa worst case scenario, no? Hopefully, don't, don't, hopefully hindi mangyari yung mga yan given na ang dami na nang iniisip ngayon tapos dadagdag pa yung China. So thank you so much, Jairo and Sofia, for joining me this evening and explaining to me yung mga nangyayari sa West Philippine Sea, yung mga moves na ginagawa ng China, and yung counter-attack ng Philippine government. And we hope na, as you said, maging consistent yung government natin sa pag-pushback. Kasi if hindi sila maging consistent or for some reason Duterte backtracks, hindi wala rin nangyari. Right, right. Let's hope not. <laughs> so thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo naman na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka naman gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jodas Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.